Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And on this July 4th, Saturday, another hot one. We talk tech here on WCCO. Denny Long here on this end. Our friend uh, Doug uh, Swinhart is on the other end. Good morning, Doug. Happy 4th to you guys. Oh, happy 4th of July to you as well, Denny. And it is warm, but it sure is nice outside. I like this weather. Do like you? The a lot older of folks. I get the more I like the warm and the less I like the cold. <laughs> I'm with you, pal. <laughs> Big time. Uh, I want to alert our listeners if you have any kind of a computer related question, you know how good Doug is on uh, fielding those questions. You can either call Doug or send a text. Same number applies for both the phone calls and text messages, as you know. That's 651 989 9226. 651 989 9226. Doug, I promised that I would save some uh, text messages that we did not get to last week. Why don't we say we uh, open up with those, and then we'll get some current uh, callers and texts uh, answered as well. Huh? Uh, Sounds good on my end. All right. Here is one. I can access my bank website with Internet Explorer, and my user and password work fine. However, I prefer to use Firefox, but then my username and password... Uh, doesn't work. What do you think? Well, I think that's very strange. If, if that party is absolutely certain that their logon credentials are correct, that would be really, really unusual. I would suggest that we double-check that password, which they are viewable in the browsers, uh, and if they are the same, completely uninstall Firefox and reinstall it. And that should Correct the, the, the issue. Now, some websites, this isn't so common anymore, but some websites were originally programmed for Microsoft extensions only. Well, then you would be forced to do that. But I doubt that any bank has anything like that. That's mm. very unusual. And thank you for the text. That was good text. All right. Here's another one that says the keyboard does not work. Uh, could be failing USB port or USB port is disabled. What do you think about that? Uh, generally, the first thing, if they've got access to another machine, is to plug that keyboard in to verify that it isn't the keyboard. If it's keyboard, they're inexpensive if it's wired, and it sounds like it is. If the USB port is going out, and I've actually had several computers where one specific USB port quits working after a Windows update, and we reinstall Windows, and it's all back. Most sometimes, and I haven't seen this for a while, but USB ports and keyboards, if you have a motherboard that's failing, that's generally the first thing to go. But I don't think that's the case. 
My gut feeling here is it probably has something to do with the Windows updates and why Microsoft is rerouting ports and interfering with drivers is absolutely beyond me. I, I, I don't know what the idea there is. But if necessary, you may have to reinstall Windows to get it back up and running. Another really good text, and thank you so much. All right. If you want to call in your uh, tech question for Doug, uh, again, same number, 651-989-9226. Remember, Doug, we were talking about uh, old older computers and how you like some of these old machines. And this texter uh, grabbed onto that and said they have an old 94 Mac. Is it worth anything? I would have to take a look at it, but it probably is. Um, something else that's unusual that I don't think a lot of people are aware of is I know of one place in California that is actually starting to create a tech museum hmm. and they are big on buying Max. If they didn't happen to have that, uh, that would be a good place to check, but you'd be surprised how these Macs just keep right on rolling 94 pretty early. And oh, yeah. I, I'd rather them say it was a 98, 99 and so on. But 94, if nothing else, it's probably cool to have for, no- for nostalgia. It's, uh, that's quite the machine, actually, that they have. If it's in good shape, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid to, to venture that somebody somewhere would want it. Uh, if you don't want it, sell it. But, yeah, that's, um, that's an interesting machine. And thank I, you for the tech. I kind of kick myself because I was reminded that uh, I think I may have got it through one of my daughters. This is many years ago. But I had one of those early Macs that that had such a tiny screen. What are we talking about? A six, seven inch screen or eight inch screen, something like you remember those? Uh Mac S E, seven inch, you bet. And I got rid of it, I don't know when or how, but I kinda wish I had that to this day. But Well, they I... had some heat issues, but I gotta oh. tell you, when they came out, that was uh that was primo equipment. It was yeah, the resolution on that black and gray and, uh, screen in the black and grays. It was really, really high, uh, but they did have some heat issues. And if you could keep them cool, they just keep right on rolling. Keep Quite the little rolling. machine, uh, Mac SEs, and, and yeah, they were just they were slick. Well, here's another one related to old computers, uh, not worth anything. But it says, uh, texture says this: I'm going through all of my old computers, four desktops and four laptops. All four desktops do not boot. How can I get data off these old hard drives before I destroy them? Well, you know, this is really where Linux just shines. By taking those hard drives out, removing them, uh, you could get either an adapter for each one or just one that plugs into a USB port uh, and plug it into a Linux machine, and you can read and copy the data right off that. I would venture to say 90% of the people on the planet doing data recovery are using Linux machines. Now, if the hard drive is completely crashed and it's serious, then you'd want to be seeking professional assistance for recovery. And I don't know if you know this, Denny, but we probably have the best data recovery on the planet in Eden Prairie. Uh, Contract, what what a tremendous company. If you do a little research, unbelievable their growth over the several decades, uh, but they are, without question, they're in the top three on the planet. I personally would say they're probably number one. Uh, so you can get that data. Best thing, just get a machine up and rolling with Linux. Wouldn't even have to install it. 
You could boot it off the, a USB drive, get your data, copy it to another media that's accessible to Windows or whatever OS you're using, and rock on. And another really good text. We're getting good text, Denny. Oh, we are, yeah. What was the name of that Eden Prairie company? OnTrack, O-N-T-R-A-C-K. And um, they're, uh, they're, they're, they've been uh, purchased. I think it's actually Kroll on track, K-R-O-L-L, uh, Flying Cloud Drive. And they do uh, a tremendous amount of work, tremendous. And they work for um, actual homeowners or small businesses, medium businesses. Um, they, when, the, uh, when 9-11 hit, I heard that they actually got drives from the bottom of the rubble. And they were able to retrieve 98% of all data. They're wow. good. They, they know a, their stuff. They truly do. What a story. Hang on, Doug. We're going to take a quick break here. Again, inviting our listeners to join in. We have a bunch of text messages. If you want to call in your question, that number is the same, 651-989-9226. Or, again, if you prefer, send a text. Again, same number, 651-989-9226. Those folks on the line, hang on. We'll uh, take this quick break. Be right back with more Tech Talk here on News Talk 830. WCCO, stay with us. And let's get back to more Tech Talk. Denny Long here with Doug Swinhart answering your questions by phone and by text. 651-989-9226 is the number for either phone call or text. And we have, as usual, Doug, a bunch of them. So let's see how many we can get through. I'll tell you what, I think on the phone, though, Cal has been waiting there in Maple Grove. Let's uh, grab a... Cal's question. Cal, thanks for waiting. What is your question for Doug? Hi, Doug. Great show. I have a 17-inch HP uh, 2014 laptop. Okay. And uh, it comes up low battery, so I replaced the battery. But when I put in a new battery, every once in a while it makes a pop sound, and the machine shuts off, and it's hard to restart. So I took that one out and put back the old one. It works fine with the old one. And I don't know what to, if, if it's really that specific battery or any battery I buy will do will cause it to ha- happen, you know, with the pop sound. Wow, isn't that a weird one? I, um, I would absolutely, wherever I got the battery, exchange it, start there. If that one does it also, then you're going to have to take a look. There's a little, small little board that converts from battery to AC. And depending upon your model, it may be really inexpensive, may be really difficult to find. And if it's difficult to find, uh, then you would, um, you'd probably end up paying more. Uh, the nice thing is, is HP, with almost every model they have, will supply you with a complete service manual and show you the breakdown of parts and pieces and, and give you a fairly good track to run on to repair that yourself. Um, you can find that at hp.com and make sure you have your product number, serial number, and whatnot, and just hit support and follow the guides. But this is very unusual, very unusual. Hmm. It also could indicate that your jack, if your jack is a little bit loose, that might also be going out. But it would seem to me that if it was one ba- if it was one battery, that activity would be happening on both. I personally think that you're on the right track. It's the battery. Start there. And thank you so much for the call, and have a good fourth. As most of our regular listeners know, Doug is a very busy guy, but he's been kind enough to give us not only his phone number, but the website. It's a lowercase, WCCOTech, one word, dot com, WCCOTech.com. Uh, and his phone number, if you want to jot this down, we'll mention it later as well. 
651-552-9543. We'll get that to you uh, once again. You know, uh, I, I use a Mac, Doug, and I don't think uh, I kind of inherited from my uh, son. Uh, but I don't think I've ever, or he did, have any kind of uh, security. And the reason I'm asking you this, or a, a cleaner, a texter says, and you're going to have to help me with this, there's a security program for Mac. Is it Sophos? Oh, Sophos. S-O-P-H-O-S. Absolutely. Yeah. And this uh, texter's got that. And a is it MacPaw, Mac Cleaner? Yeah, there's uh, several cleaners that... Uh, uh, that, that are effective. One of my favorite is Onyx, just like the Blackstone, and okay. that's a freebie. Works awesome. Um, really? Clean My Mac is another good one. Uh, Mac Paws is a good one. I don't really think as far as antivirus and malware that it's necessary, but if they want it, certainly. Uh, okay. The Mac operating system was originally built with um, a BSD operating system, of course, you couldn't call it anything close to BSD or open source today uh, because Mr. Wozniak wrote that from the ground up, and it's truly a work of art. Man's a mm. genius. Uh, but I think that it's safe and sound just the way it is right out of the box. Cleaners okay. may be a possibility that you need one of those. Big thing with Macs is don't save your data on the desktop, which is true for Windows as well. Beautiful machines. I like Apple Macs. Always have. Yeah, me too. Yeah, the texter's question really was, should they, he or she, renew those security and cleaners? I, I don't like, know if, it, if, if it's really necessary. I don't think it is. Um, the same with Linux. People say, well, i got to get an antivirus and a malware. And I truly believe if you keep your, your Linux operating system, whatever distribution you're using, up to date, I believe that programs like that actually hinder the security. Just let hmm. it do its thing. It's complete different architecture from Windows. I just don't think that it's necessary. Great text, right. though. Great, great, Very great good. text. Another texter wants to know, what do you think about using Bing for an alert to Google and Google Chrome? says, thank you for your time. What do you think about that, Bing for an, uh, alert. an alert? Um, I, I'm not certain what they're referring to, but I think they're actually referring to some of the... Um, uh, I think almost unwarranted concerns about the privacy of Google. Google collects private information also, but it isn't near as invasive as uh, the thousands of other little ones that run around the Internet. Plus, I think that Google gives back. Um, it's okay if you're really concerned about that, but I think there's a better way to really control your privacy and or anonymity if that's really what you're looking for. Uh, it's, um, I'm not uh, real big on Bing, but that's personal preference, and I think it's probably because of my long-term relationship with Google. I, I'm biased. I, I must admit mm-hmm. it. I don't um, – the alert thing got to be, absolutely has to be. There's better ways to, to confront that if that's your issue, though, um, okay. rather than Bing. I think Bing picks up the information and sends it to Microsoft. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I do. I think they do. <laughs> All right. Uh this, this is a mechanical question here uh, from a text. It says, uh, I have an eight-year-old laptop that has a hinge ready to break. I leave it open all the time. Do you think it's fixable? Oh, absolutely. Um, and, in fact, uh, many of these hinges, there were there, – I've replaced oh, – I don't know how many. And that's, um, that's a condition that generally occurs when people open and close on the same corner. 
it really is a good idea to lift those from the center or both sides at once. And just keep in mind that as this equipment becomes smaller and smaller and lighter and lighter, anything like hinges, anything mechanical is, is going to become more delicate. Treat them with kid gloves. A lot of people think because it's portable, well, it must be rugged. Well, they're not built to military standards. There's only one laptop that does that, and it's a uh, Panasonic. Um, that they're just um, that they're very delicate. Treat them with kid gloves, and they will run and run and run. But yeah, that's uh, that's more than doable. That would be a quick, easy fix. All right, very good. Tell you what, we're at the bottom of the hour break time. Inviting our listeners to join in. We have many more text messages, and if you again, we'd rather call in and, and ask your. Tech question to Doug, by all means, 651-989-9226. It's Tech Talk around every Saturday in the 11 o'clock hour here on News Talk 830. WCCO, stay with us. And welcome back to Tech Talk here on a Saturday morning, July 4th. Denny Long here in this end. Doug Swinhart helping you out with your computer-related questions, either by phone or by text. We have clear lines. A lot of folks, uh, as you know, Doug, love that text method. And you can get to Doug by uh, 651 Nine eight nine nine two two six. All right, let's see if we can grab some more here. Uh, here's one that came in a bit ago. On Windows 10, how do you determine if a program is stored on the desktop or if it is a shortcut? How do you change it is the other question. You simply put your cursor, your pointer, on top of the, of the icon, and you right-click, and you slide down, and you left-click, Properties. A little window will pop open and just select properties. Underneath the general tab, it will tell you if it's a shortcut link or if it's an actual file, and it will give you the size. We always want to install the program to the hard drive to allow the random access memory to work independently. If we run everything off the hard drive, you're really robbing yourself of precious memory. And as fast as hard drives are today, they pale in comparison to the speed of RAM. When things are in a static format, that's when they move. But just right-click on it, window will pop open, slide down and left-click properties, and take a look at the tabs. But under general tab, it will tell you exactly what it is. And it may need to be reinstalled. Um, I don't have anything installed to my desktop, ever. Never have. Just don't believe in it. And it's a good practice to get into to, to check these things to make sure. And not only just program installations, but actually saving data files. Word docs, all that, they don't take much. And today's amount of memory probably won't make too much difference. It's still best practices to save your data on the drive. And I hope that helps. Good deal. Let's go back to the phones, Doug. I think Larry is calling in from Egan, Minnesota. Larry, you're on CCO with Doug. Oh, I'm sorry. Larry is gone. Gordy is here, though. Gordy in Maple Grove is here. Go ahead, Gordy. Hi, guys. Hi, Gordy. What's up? Well, my wife is trying to get into her Gmail account, and it won't let her. And it comes back with a code 9 error. Oh, I don't know what that is. But I I would absolutely contact uh, uh, Gmail support and just open up a web browser and put in... um, uh, how do I contact Gmail support? And it will give you uh, several, but they will contact you shortly and get that straightened out. Code nine. Never heard that. I'll be doing some research after the show on that. That's um, that's unusual. 
That's very unusual. Kind of a mystery. Yeah, right. yeah, I've never heard of it. It could be more common than I think. You know, just because I haven't heard of it doesn't mean that it's it's not common. But um, most problems with Gmail have to do with uh, passwords that people lost, but they've got that solved as well. As long as you have it connected to your smartphone or you have a, a secondary email where they can verify it's you. Uh, that's uh, generally the only problems I've ever seen with Gmail. That's uh, very unusual, that code nine. Well, now you got some homework. Some research. Yeah, to do. yeah, well, that's always. That never ends. <laughs> Here's a text, Doug, that says, I bought a new laptop with Windows 10 S mode. Can you explain S mode? What is that? Ah, uh, S mode. There are certain versions of Windows, I believe, that manufacturers are allowed to put on that are really quite limiting. And that S mode is one of these versions of Windows. Nearly everything that this individual does, if they don't upgrade to a an upper echelon version of Windows, will be there and end up right-clicking and telling it to run as an administrator. I would also venture to guess on that machine, they probably have limited disk storage as well. That This is uh, not so common anymore as it used to be. But there are many, many different versions of Windows. It's um, quite unique. In fact, I think people would be surprised if they opened up a run box, which is real easy. You press the Windows key, press the R key, and then the run box pops open. And just type in Winver, six characters, W-I-N-V-E-R. I think people will be surprised at what version of Windows they're running. And do a little research because they're <laughs> coming out with a, a new operating system. Uh, sometimes twice in a year. No. Next one is uh, expected, I believe, in five months, six months. Won't be long. It's good to keep really? track of that. That's an um, interesting yeah. version of Windows. I generally take it off as soon as I get a machine that's got it. That's me. And thank you so much for the tech. Right, well, yeah, well, you keep us informed when that happens here in the next five months yeah. or so. Uh, let's see. There's another one here, another text. It says, uh, I have a Logitech remote mouse on desktop that is not registering properly. It uses a USB chip. Like copy and paste, it won't stay highlighted until the paste. I have changed batteries, but no change. Any ideas on that the remote mouse issue? Oh, you know, Logitech is usually right on the money. I am not certain on that. There are... Unless it's a fancy mouse, some of these that cost like $70, $80, $90 and up, they will allow different speeds for different functions. But I don't think that the person that has this generally won't buy something like that unless they know what they're buying because it's more money. Hmm. That's, um, that's really quite unusual. I would be looking under the settings in the control panel, and even though it's more difficult to find in Windows 10, Control panel is still there. Just go to the search box and type in control panel, and you'll see it. Open it up and check the mouse there. Underneath settings, under the normal Windows 10 access to, to devices, you'll find some settings in there for the mouse as well, but I don't think as many as you'll find under control panel. That's another strange problem. I would try a different USB port, um, do some movements, and but that's very unlikely, and it could be, very possibly could be uh, a bad mouse. 
Unusual. Yeah. Very unusual. And thank you for the yeah. text. Could be. Uh, Texter says, uh, Doug, do HP laptops tend to fail after two years? My friend has a pavilion and it's dead. Comes from Dave. Oh, I don't think so. HP builds good equipment. I think that that's very unusual. Now, there was a time when, well, it wasn't just HP. It was a lot of them. They were running real hot. They were running just far too warm. But most of the manufacturers have has addressed that. So I, I, don't, I don't think that that's a, a good statement to make. I, I like HP. Always have. That's okay. uh, something strange. I'd actually like to see that computer. It might be something hmm. simple. Uh, wow. When we say dead with a laptop, generally it has something to do with current. It's a jack bad and it's not charging, even if the AC adapter's got a light on it and it's on. might not be charging. Uh, the jack port itself, inexpensive. Sometimes we pick them up for as low as uh, $3, $4. And if, as long as it doesn't have to be soldered in, piece of cake to put in. They snap right in. Huh. Or it could possibly be the switch. But sometimes, someplace along the line, I think if this one just up and died, wouldn't take a charge, wouldn't turn on, generally it has to do with power, and it's a simple, inexpensive fix. And thank you so much for the text. Yeah, could be good news. Good. Um, here's a text. By the way, if you have uh, want to call in or text in your uh, tech question for Doug, uh, 651-989-9226. It'll get you in here either text-wise or phone call-wise. This text says this, how do you switch to a solid-state drive if you're going to change out the drive your computer boots from? You know, I get this question a lot, and it is absolutely doable by the end user. If you want to mirror the drive, I personally think the best way to go is with a Samsung SSD. Samsung, you can download um, a software package that will just mirror it. And once it's mirrored, you swap out the drive, and it takes a little bit longer to boot the first time, and only the first time. And up it comes. Your desktop's the same. Everything's exactly the same. Your data's in place. And you can even go from a larger drive to a smaller drive, which is real slick when it comes to drive moving, drive drive mirroring. That's not, that would be my advice. Look for a Samsung, an EVO. Uh, you wouldn't have to buy a Pro. Uh, in fact, I bought a couple of Samsungs last week, and they're on sale. 250 gig, 256 gig for, I believe, $56. Uh, uh, great buy. Best thing you can mm. do for a laptop. With a laptop, it's an absolute no-brainer. And I hope that helps. Very good. I bet you get this question 100 times a day. What's the best Internet security to get? Oh, you know, that's uh, actually, that's a really big question. With Internet security, I think today people are safer just with Windows Firewall and what they're receiving from their Internet service provider. That said, however, it doesn't hurt for another layer. Probably the most extensive would be SpyBot Search and Destroy, which has been around for literally decades. And you can... Get the free version, but the paid version actually will add antivirus as well. Not the easiest program to get to know and configure because it's so in-depth. But this company is doing a tremendous job for security. 
But there's many, many, many companies that offer uh, additional security. Um, ESET, E932, uh, malware bytes. And people think of malware bytes as strictly, strictly um, antivirus and malware, but it really isn't. It's actually watching files coming in and and be and going out of your computer continuously with the premium version. I think for most people, malware bytes would be their answer, but there's many, many security programs out there. Do your research and find one that really fits your activity. And you can get pretty specialized with software today, so it's kind of fun to do the research. Yeah. Get a little exposure to search engines and find out all kinds of different ideas. I'm real biased at where that software comes from. I like it to come from the U.S. first, Germany, uh, Japan. Uh, I'm cautious about where it's actually being built, and I think that that's in program. I think that's important. Uh, keep track of it, and you'll see that there are literally thousands of security programs. People want our money, and that's kind of a good thing, I guess, and I hope yeah. that helps. Absolutely. Doug, we need to take a quick break alerting our listeners. If you have any kind of a computer question, before we run out of time, send us a text or give Doug a call, 651-989-9226. We're in the midst of our Tech Talk show. Thanks to our friend Doug Swinhart answering your questions at 651-989-9226. That number will get you in either a phone call or, or a text question for Doug. In fact, speaking of phone calls, Doug, let's go back to the phone lines. Mike is calling in from Woodbury, I believe. Mike, thanks for waiting. What is your question? I have uh, maybe inadvertently deleted a uh, file from my uh, desktop. Is there a way of resurrecting it? Yes. You are going to want to run a search in Google for a program called um, um, Recuse. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Give me a, a call or an email, Recuva, R-E-C-U-V-A. And this was written by the same people that wrote CCleaner. I believe you can download a free version, and it will scan, show you the files, and you will have to add, I believe, the first letter of the file name. But that should bring it back, unless you deleted the folder as well. And you probably didn't. One file, and if you know the file, you can actually tell it to search for it. R-E-C-U-V-A, Recuva. And I think they're trying to go after, like, Recuva or Recover. I don't know what how they name these things, but there's so many programs. But that's probably one of my favorites, especially for one file. And I hope that helps. And if you have trouble, give me a call. I can help you with that. That's, that's usually a quick, easy fix. And thank you so yeah, much give for the call. Yeah, Doug, give us your number, if you would, please. Give that oh, to, to our you, listeners. Oh, 651-552-9543. 651-552-9543. And we'll uh, get that number to you before Doug leaves us today. Uh, 651-552-9543. Uh, we still have uh, texters uh, to, to help out Doug. Here's one. I'm going to try to decipher this. Uh, it says, hi, Doug. Do you happen to know anything about Fitbits? My verse, I think this person means Versa 2. My Versa 2 stops showing texts and wording. Texter says, I can see the icons, but I can't see, for example, all the other information like sleep info or weather. I've tried restarting, rebooting. I've uh, checked notifications a hundred times, and I just can't seem to figure it out. And contacting their customer service is nearly impossible. 
Thanks for any suggestions. That comes from Jill. Well, you know, Denny, interestingly enough, my wife has a Fitbit. Hmm. And I also am having the same difficulties. Hmm. And when it comes to Fitbit customer service, I am not the guy they would want to have people call for a reference. This is one area where I think that a company like Fitbit really needs to address these kind of things. And if you run a search in Google for what this individual is telling us, we're not alone. There's a lot of this happening. They want... I think they want us to think that it's Windows, but I don't think so. I think this actually is the interface between the computer and the Fitbit or the software that Fitbit has. From time to time, I can get everything working, but it doesn't seem to stay working. It's just not stable. I would think that Fitbit would be all over this. And maybe what Fitbit needs is a public shaming. Nothing will drive a company to do the right thing faster than... 90% of their users going, shame on you. And they straighten right up then. So that's, uh, I wish I had an answer. Keep working at it. You'll get it. Uh, Uninstall the program and reinstall it seemed to help probably more than anything. I I wish I had something more definite. Well, it's worth a shot. Um, Here's a text, Doug. uh, It says, I'll be buying a refurbished laptop and it will come with Windows. Where do you suggest I go to purchase Microsoft Office inexpensively? Well, that, that, that's a no-brainer as well, Denny. Just, um, I would have this individual go to LibreOffice.org, L-I-B-R-E-O-F-F-I-C-E dot O-R-G, not com or net, dot org. Download uh, LibreOffice Suite with Libre. We can open, edit, and save any Microsoft Office file, and this is open source software. It's free. They keep their doors open by donations, but you are under no obligation whatsoever to pay for it. Most people, after they've had it a couple of years, say, you know, this is pretty decent. I'd like to have this project continue. And they'll log on and connect to their PayPal and send them $25, $50, whatever they can afford, whatever they feel is fair. Somebody that uses it every day should, I think, step up and pay 50 bucks or 100 whatever they can afford. But somebody that uses it once a year, well, maybe the free is okay. But, yeah, that's your best alternative. What you're going to find is it's almost identical to Microsoft Office, except it's a lot faster, a lot cleaner, and a lot more stable. And you can run it on a Mac, Linux, Windows, any operating system. That's the way to go. Or if you didn't want to do that and you have a Gmail account, all your documents and spreadsheets can be opened up under Gmail Suite, in the dots, on the drive. Piece of cake. Yeah, you, I don't like the high prices either for, for some of the office products. And I've been doing this for years and years and years. These open source software, it, they shouldn't be discounted just because you think they're free. And, well, it must not be worth anything. That's not the case. And I hope that helps. Hmm. All right. Here's the text of the ones... Uh... Uh, it says this, I use Quicken 2012 on an older Dell laptop to balance my checking account. What are my options to move this to my iMac, which is uh, from 2018? I do believe that they have QuickBooks for the Mac. Most people who are doing strictly a checkbook, and they like to connect to their bank and do all that, and 
there is um, an online service <clears throat> called Wave Apps, W-A-V-E-A-P-P-S dot com, and it's free. It's probably the best accounting system, I think, for a small, medium-sized business and personal, and like I say, it's free. Yes, your web browser will have some ads on the right side, but they're not flashy. They're not in the way. They're not obtrusive or abusive. That's kind of how they get paid, so I leave them alone. But uh, Wave Apps, W-A-V-E-A-P-P-S dot com. The nice thing about being web-based, doesn't matter what operating system you're running. You open up a web browser, you log in, and you're good to go. And your data is safe and sound. Never have to worry about a backup. It's already stored up in the cloud. Great program. I love that program. Well, Doug, we've got a little over a minute to go here. Maybe we could do a real quick answer on this one. Uh, HP 7250 printer is showing a print system failure message. Won't print. Do you think I need to replace it? And do you have any recommendations on a comparable printer to that HP 7250? Oh, I think that one could be reconfigured. This, uh, This sounds to me more like it's some kind of a communication thing. I would completely uninstall it, uninstall everything for for printers, and restart the computer, shut down the printer, leave it off for about an hour before you begin, and then try it again. And if that doesn't work, run a search. But printers, there is a plethora of printers around. Uh, Well, I take that back. We had a little bit of a shortage because of the C-19. Hopefully, they'll be back soon. All right. Don't go too cheap on a printer. No, I agree with that for sure. Uh, and let's do this again next week, Doug. Thanks for your help today. Let's uh, do another Tech Talk next Saturday on CCO. What do you oh, say? that sounds awesome, Danny. I look forward to talking with you. Me too. Happy 4th of July to you guys. Yeah, thanks. And you, you do the same. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. And, and here's Doug's number, 651-552-9543. Nice. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.